0: welcome to the other world's gg community cast i am table for two and this is episode number nine i'm joined today by mellified and alien pickle how you guys doing Can't hold all these easter eggs there's huh. so many there's so many
1: or oh, wait that's limes right all right wrong meme okay
2: oh my goodness um hey there's mellified that was alien pickle um, yeah, we're going to be talking about secret endings and Easter eggs in video games today. You guys excited?
0: I'm so excited. I'm secretly excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, you find it, though.
2: I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give you some hints. If you play this episode 30 times and send it to all your friends, then you'll get the secret podcast ending. So.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say something like if you play it backwards and... <coughs>
2: <laughs> well that's how he summoned the, the devil
0: gotcha oh okay got it well that's an easter egg <laughs>
2: well it's a secret ending and an easter egg so we got both in this episode mm.
0: there you go well why don't you start well, us off there mellified
2: yeah sure well so let's jump right in um some of the secret endings that that uh stuck out to me or that i remember and i i definitely went online did some research because some of these i i was not aware of I'm actually really upset. There's one in here that it looks like I missed when I played through a game. Um, We'll talk about that later. Uh, Near Automata, Automata, excuse me, uh, has to be one of the games that is just basically a bunch of secret endings. Like the whole game, you play a couple hours, you finish it. And if you walked away at that point, you'd probably be pissed off and think you wasted your money. Um, But in fact, you just keep replaying the game and it, weaves in different genres and storylines and characters each time you quote unquote finish it. Um, and there are, you know, certainly other secret endings hidden within that structure, but um, that's gotta be one of the the craziest games to play. And they've got a sequel to that coming out, I think this year. So uh, if you really want the secret ending, secret ending, uh, maybe start there with Nier Automata. Um, this yeah, next you. one, I think there's okay.
1: 26 because there's one ending for each letter of the alphabet.
2: Mm. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. I was going to say table. Do you want to go through this next one? It looks uh, pretty
0: fun. Uh, finished far cry in 15 minutes for far cry four. Hmm. Yeah. I've, I'm a lot of these that you've put in here. I was not aware of, um, so in the fourth iteration of the Far Cry series, uh, they it, it had a lot of good reviews. Um, one reason for its appeal was the antagonist of the game was uh, Pagan... How do you say his name? Pagan Min, right? Pagan uh, Min, I think. Yeah. The, crea- the character received a unanimous praise for his personality, unpredictability, and an ability to capture the player's attention whenever he was on screen. I'm reading from a script. If you guys haven't noticed by now, um, but uh, huh. as it turns out, you can shorten the playtime by a lot by simply following the madman's instructions. So there, I'm I'm not really sure on this one. Like I'm not sure how how in the world you get from playing the game to then all of a sudden you can just beat it in 15 minutes that's pretty nuts yeah so... well basically
2: you know you just sit there long enough and the guy's like oh okay you want to spread your mother's ass great let's go do that sure great okay you did your thing now you're done whereas if you get mad and leave because he's kind of being a jerk to you then you uh, you know, you basically end up leading a revolution against the guy. So it's kind of funny they put in this this little secret ending. Uh, that's interesting
0: that so that's interesting that this game does that because it kind of reminds me of like um you I mean you guys have said you've never played through Mist so like I've played through like the entirety of Mist right so the, the basically what what that game does is it kind of like tricks you right so there's three there's three books in Mist there's the red book the blue book and the white book. But when you start the game, you're only aware of the two books, the red and the blue, um, and you're kind of like tricked into this task of going and finding pages to complete these books so you can um, release one of the two brothers that are trapped in these books. But it turns out their dads trapped in a, in a white book that's like hidden in the fireplace, and like the page that's like hidden at the very beginning of the of like the of the of the game. So like. If you can get that and then put in the secret code in the fireplace, you just, like, put the page in and the game's done. And and after you know it, like, after you know what to do, you can, like, beat the game in, like, five minutes. It's really funny. So.
2: Yeah, it sounds exactly the same. That's funny. Um, so, another way to end the game almost immediately is, uh, well, I guess maybe not end the game, but, but certainly uh, do something really, really bad is in the original Fallout, uh, if you had um, the bloody mess perk, kind of a low reputation, or the berserker or child killer traits, you could shoot the overseer in the back and cause him to die in an explosion of gore. So, um, pretty funny that, you know, this guy is kicking you out of the vault and you can take your revenge, I guess. But, um, only if it was char- character appropriate, I guess. So, kind of a fun one. Um, somebody want to pick up this next one from Shinmue?
0: Uh, is that how you say that? Shinmue? Shin
2: I think so. I it was like
0: Shinmue. Uh, Shinmue,
2: sure. Yeah. That works too. Um,
0: so, uh, apparently in this one, you can die at the hands of the man who killed your father. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, in order to uh, achieve the scrim ending, you need to wait in the game till April 15th, 1987 uh, to add insult to injury. Uh, Leon D. I, th- I think Land- Landy is that how you say their name uh, kills Rio in almost the exact same way he killed his father. Suffice to say, it is not recommended that you go down this route if you want the optimal shimmy experience. But, yeah, you have to wait until, I guess, what is it, April 15th, 1987 in the game. Uh, to do that so
1: that'd, that'd be like in a Bethesda game where you can sleep you just like keep sleeping right. until the bad the mm. guy
2: dies from old age Right. <laughs> exactly. well that solved that problem and, yeah. and I didn't have to kill a bunch of people to do it that's great um, Chrono Trigger had one that was kind of funny I actually uh, remember little- this one yeah, this is probably one of the greatest RPGs, JRPGs of all time, and uh, there are many multiple endings if you play if you play through the game multiple times. Um, if you defeat Lavos, the the bad guy at the beginning of the game, you get the developer ending, which. You get teleported to a place where the developers have uh, basically taken on the moniker, the names of the various sprites in the game. It's cute, but a little strange. So um, kind of fun to see them show off a little bit, I guess. The events of Silent Hill 2, if you you get the real story of what was going on, if you uh, complete the secret ending.
0: Yeah. So after getting three normal endings in the game, the player can find a dog key. Uh, in the doghouse um, a doghouse present in the game uh, this can be used on the observation room in the lakeview hotel which will lead to a scene where you'll confront a dog that was apparently behind the events of the game <laughs> <laughs> uh, which for a horror game is awesome. sort
2: of absurd right <laughs> like yeah uh... alright so this is the one I alluded to earlier uh, I, am, I am so mad that I missed this one in Persona 5 Royale, uh, there is a secret ending and it includes an alternate path and it's the extra ending is an extra 20 hours long. So, um, you know, the basic ending is pretty good. It's not too difficult to, to get through, um, but you need to play, in order to play the extra content. You need to max out the new teacher in town who shows up. He was added in this uh, the expanded version, the real version of the game. And uh, if you do that, it unlocks a whole new uh, chapter in the game that you can uh, interact with. And basically, without no spoilers, so I won't I won't say too much more. But it's pretty cool if you uh, if you do that. So.
0: You know, one of the uh, one of the games that I think is interesting that uh, you don't have on this list, but I think it's worth talking about, and I'll I'll bring it up now. Sure. Is uh is Mario sixty four, right? Mm. So so Mario sixty four, you actually only needed seventy stars in order to beat the game, like to beat the final boss and like win the game um which like unlock uh, the path to him essentially right so i mean so you you need so for those of you who don't know and of course those of you do like in mario 64 um the premise is is you have to jump into these different paintings throughout the castle in order to beat different uh portions of those levels to get stars the more stars you get the more rooms that you can unlock you know, the more rooms you can unlock, eventually it'll get you to Bowser. So I think if you get eight stars, you can unlock the first Bowser, and you can go and fight Bowser and defeat him. Which then gives you a key that takes you downstairs to the dungeon. So on and so forth. Um, then, once you get to a certain point, you only need 70 stars to get to the third and final Bowser, that you can then fight him, beat him, and then you roll credits when the game. However... There's actually a total of 120 stars throughout the entire castle. And one of the unique things that uh, happens is if you find all 120 stars, a um, a grate opens up outside the castle that's got a cannon in it that you can shoot yourself up on top of the castle and Yoshi's sitting up there and he gives you a whole bunch of extra lives and whatnot. It's uh. It's pretty cool. Um, I, for someone, for people who like don't really know, they they would never know that he was actually up there. Um, so like you get to seventy stars, and you're just like, cool, beat the game, move on. But like if you keep going, there's there's more to there's more stars to find, and then there's you know a fun little unlock that you can get where you can go and meet Yoshi up on top of uh, Peach's castle. So I always found that one to be interesting, and I actually did do that as a kid. So I, I did go and get all hundred and twenty stars and find Yoshi and that kind of thing. So nice nice
2: i uh i could totally see nintendo um doing that i feel like they actually probably should have had more entries on this list just because they've done uh they have to have done more than than i'm thinking of right now but um interesting Uh, I mean,
0: this kind of this also kind of goes back. Like you know, with with Nintendo and like doing secrets and Easter eggs, it kind of harkens back to like Super Mario Brothers three, right? Where, you know, if you if you get the you can get to the last world in like a couple of minutes by getting two warp whistles in the very first world. So like I think it's I think it's like level three in world one. You could actually get a warp whistle, and then in the first uh, mid midway castle. Um, you also can get a warp whistle, and if you use the f- and if you use the first one, it'll take you to the warp levels. And then if you use the second one while in the warp levels, it'll take you to World Eight, and you can get into like World Eight instantaneously and go and like um, fight Bowser. <laughs> so it's like it's pretty cool.
2: That's fantastic. All right. Well, the uh, thing crash. That- oh, go ahead. The thing that
1: I'm surprised about is that a Mario game hasn't embedded another Mario game in it yet that I'm aware of. Cause there's, oh, kind of, there's... Oh,
0: like, kind of like the, the, what was it? Not doom eternal, but the, the doom before that, where they added in like, like original doom levels into it. <laughs> like you can find little hidden yeah. areas where it's like you're playing original doom. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like, and I, I can't, I can't recall specific games, but I know there were, there have been games in the past where it's like, oh, if you unlock this whatever, then you get to play like the old school version of the game. The whole game is in here emulated. You know, there there's a couple of things that were up on Xbox Live Arcade that were that way. So that's kind of neat. And then you and then you have like the Yakuza games where you walk into a Sega arcade and they legit have like the emulated arcade
2: games in there yep. to play. Uh, Day of the Tentacle had the original Maniac Mansion uh, completely playable, hidden in the game as well, I remember. So
1: I was just thinking, like, if I was playing Super Mario Sunshine, then, like, you go through a door and suddenly you're playing Mario 64. (laughs) Like, the whole game is
2: in there because it's, like, itty-bitty tiny, right? Yeah, yeah, by today's standards. Yeah um yeah and they certainly with um, odyssey they had like 2d levels that kind of threw back to that but not you know the actual complete game which would have been would have been fun yeah
1: I, I haven't played a mario since uh the island thing
2: gotcha so that, um, that was my last exposure to Mario. Yes. Yes. Well, Sunshine, I don't, I they just re released it actually. So I haven't, I'm going to play it again.
0: I've, I've not really heard like fantastic rave about it. Like I've, I hear it's good. Like, it, it, you know, it's like playing the original game and they added a little widescreen support to it. But a lot of people weren't really impressed with like the, it didn't feel like a true re release, if, if that makes any sense. So. I think I think people were uh, better impressed with like upscaled textures and modded versions of it for like emulation rather than what Nintendo put out which is odd because it seems to be the case you know a lot of communities seem to put out what seems like better versions of you know things at times so
2: yeah yeah so
1: slight derail have you seen the Godzilla uh, the Godzilla fighting game that was, you know, it was on the PlayStation, Xbox, and stuff. There was a Wii version as well, and it was like uh, Godzilla destroy all monsters melee or which whichever yeah. version it was. So there's a guy that's going back through modding the game, and he and he has made like the super version with the 4K textures and new monsters and fixed like all the weird in the game. Like it used to have fog in the distance. Well, now there's not. You see the whole city, stuff like that. And now he's working on a different game. That's like an Xbox version of it. It was uh, it's Godzilla Save the Earth, which is theoretically like the best version of the game. And he's but he's got a bounty out right now of just like anybody that can get this game running in an Xbox emulator here's actual pile of money for you so if anybody wants to accept that bounty
0: <laughs> but anyway just well, made we th- interesting, interesting. Well, we've got a we've got a few more secret endings here that we can talk about too um persona 5 has one no um, I did we did that one. Oh, we did i i thought yeah, i talked about. about oh i guess man i'm getting my list mixed up here i guess i got it out yep. of order
1: so the Persona 5 thing, you said it it exists because of the secret ending, like the, the reason that they made the game was for that? Or is that like that particular re-release of Persona 5?
2: Because Persona 5 didn't have any, uh, any of the content. When they did Royale, they added a third semester and a couple new characters. And one of the new characters, if you go through and build up your relationship with them, it unlocks the... Uh, the secret ending essentially, or the next chapter, post game. Oh, okay. So you could argue they they you know made the game. They made the game just for that ending, I suppose. Oh, weird. But it's a pretty good chunk of content. Like it's about twenty hours. So hmm. um, certainly hate to miss that if you played the game. So the next one was the Crash Bandicoot thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can get to 106% in uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. So it actually has two secret endings. Um, getting to 100% you know, gets you the true ending, in air quotes. Um, you have to basically beat every level without dying once and get every single crate, which is pretty crazy. Um, probably the hardest in the series, but... Once you do that, then you see uh, that you have to fight a character that's coming back from a, from one of the other games, and then you have to beat him. And so that's the the true hundred and six percent ending, I guess. So, all right. Well, so that was our list of secret endings. Uh, we do have some Easter eggs though, which are kind of the the. Uh, cousin of the good ending or the secret ending i should say um this first one this first one's kind of fun about nba jam one of you guys want to talk about that
0: well nba james that's that's interesting that uh some of these older games have especially like a sports game have these kind of uh easter eggs in them i was gonna say alternate endings but i guess uh i guess the bulls lose the playoffs oh no the alternate ending um so developers for nba jam um went in by adding fresh prince of bel-air to their game
1: (laughs) so but but was uh, will smith aware
0: i I don't you know that's interesting i don't i don't know i mean it's kind of fun because you know at the at the beginning of like the the intro to the show fresh prince of bel-air he's you know playing you know and out you know west philadelphia born and raised so he's he's got uh he's got him playing through um in there. So um am I reading this correctly that they that they also added in um other playable characters such as the Clintons and Al Gore? <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. And the home
2: and that was the console release. They they put in uh, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton and Al Gore as playable characters And Yeah, and all the developers are in there too as like extras.
0: And apparently mm-hmm. they had plans of adding in Mortal Kombat themed court and stuff like that. But I guess Midway killed that idea. That is ridiculous. Oh, yeah,
2: God. definitely one of the more unique ones. Like, I wouldn't have even thought of uh, NBA Jam as having war uh, yeah. so on the so court. There,
1: there is out on uh, YouTube, I think is where I saw it. There is a full NBA Jam documentary where mm. they, they talk to the guy that did the voiceover stuff and like how he ended up doing the voiceover stuff for the game, you know, as the announcer, and how they ended up like the development path of okay, well, we made this game and then we're gonna make this NBA thing, but then you couldn't tell who the people were. So then we came up with this deal of like generic bodies and then we just put like big cartoon heads on it so you could actually tell who people were and you know, yeah, they, they go through like step by step the iterative
2: process of making that game. That's fascinating. Yeah, and it's funny cuz that genre of like arcadey sports games is starting to make a bit of a comeback. Um EA just released NHL 94 which uh is a 2D hockey game using modern teams and players. So you but you can oh. go back and play it like a 94 1994 hockey uh sprite-based hockey game. Oh, that's crazy. Um, yeah, the yeah, Dragon
1: think- Dragon Quest. Whenever they redid it for the Wii, or not the Wii, the uh, yeah Nintendo Switch. Thing. Switch, thank you. Um, when they redid it for the Switch, and then they also ported this version to PC so that you can buy it a second time because mm-hmm. they actually ch- they're actually charging full price for the game a second time. But what it adds is some additional content. But you have the option to flip it into 2D mode. So you play it as an old sprite based game and you can just flip back and forth at any time between playing the modern 3D or the sprite based version of the same content.
2: The good news is that one is actually on Game Pass. So um, you don't have to pay full price if you're on Game Pass. But yeah, Yeah,
1: true. But I, I just look at how much monumental of an effort it is to actually have two versions of the game like there's the whole Mm. there's the whole sprite based version which i would think would take as much development effort as making the other version right it's it's like it it's it's the additional effort of also making a full-on sprite based rpg it's not like you know they can just flip a mode you know and it changes the graphics it's like a whole different game that's the same game
2: yeah, absolutely. It's well, and, I, and you see that with remakes sometimes where they'll h- let you hit a button and go back to the old graphics or the new graphics. But that's just like a rendering trick. This is, like you say, a whole new game. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, pretty super, super freaky that they would actually put the time in to do that.
1: That that seems like a labor of love from the developers or something that mm-hmm. like, on, their, on their time off, they did something or, yeah. Yeah, because I don't see it as like a major selling point of the game or anything but then again it's like uh, I I've I own the original but I kind of want to install that version off Game Pass just to see how that is.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um All right, so do you either of you guys remember the secret cow level in Diablo 2?
0: I oh, do, yeah. absolutely. And I remember subsequently Blizzard kind of adding in a nod to that as a cheat code for StarCraft. So in StarCraft, there's actually a cheat code called There Is No Cal Level, mm-hmm. which I think you use to skip a level. I think that's how you did that in the campaign. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's it was been a while. A little, but... It was a little nod to that uh, with <clears throat> them. So that was cool. Well,
2: it was also trying to sort of deny because this was pre, a lot of this uh, with Diablo was pre internet era. So, or, or early internet era. So you didn't have the, definitive repository of all human knowledge, you know, that we have now. Um, So it was, it was a rumor, right? People were like, well, yeah, no, there's a cow level. And like your friends would tell you that and you'd be like, no way, dude. Yeah. It just, it, it, it was wrapped in mystery. And so when they made that cheat code, it was sort of, you know, poking at that, like implying that it was all made up. um, the other one I remember from Diablo 2 uh, that I didn't put on the list, shamefully, uh, is the chat gem. If you remember uh, Diablo 2's Battle.net screen, that you the lobby that you go into uh, between games, had a little gem, uh, part of the UI Chrome around the, the windows, the text windows. And if you pushed it, it would do stuff. Hmm. And if you pushed it again, it would it would like light up and, and go dim good would light up, go dim or click or something. I can't remember now, but, um, didn't really matter. The point was there grew to be this whole mythology about if you clicked that button, 666 times before you went in, you'd get a much higher magic drop rate for the random you know, for the items in the game and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, people, uh, people got a little obsessive. I remember about, uh, all their chat gem theories, but, the secret cow level was actually a real thing uh, in Diablo 2, and you had to collect a couple random items throughout the game to uh, get access, and you had to go to a certain spot and throw, uh, throw these items in, and it would open up a portal to the secret cow level. Did you guys ever play the secret cow level back in
0: the yeah. day? I did, yeah. Yeah,
1: I have. I just don't understand how anybody discovers this stuff where it's like, okay, you have to have yeah, the kid's the wooden Internet. leg, And you Mm. have to have, like, I think it was, like, a certain number of of town scroll portals and something else that was in there. And you put it in the transmutation cube. Cube. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, who would do that, right? So I wonder, like, when people find this stuff, it's either the developers leak it out and then see word of mouth how quick it spreads. Or do people actually go at the game with, like, a hex editor or something and actually poke around and see what they can find in there?
2: certainly both right depending on the developer depending on the game i think it it's sort of been leaked in all those ways um sometimes they'll put out hints you know they'll say well i wonder what would happen if you took this and this you know um and and gosh bungie were the masters of that with the halo series where they would release weird you know clues and stuff to building up the hype for games but um can you guys maybe describe the secret cow level, how you remember it? Because I think it it bears yeah, some... Yeah, I mean,
0: I remember... So, like, when, when you unlock it and you go through the portal, you go in and it's just, like, this field of, like, cows walking on their hind legs with, like, spears and pikes and or, like, axes or something like that. And it was just, like, this uh, crazy level of just, like, you have to fight these... Uh, these cows, essentially. <laughs> so... That's what I
2: actually Well and they had the angry mood. That was the part the sound design, right? Was yeah. was top notch. Um yeah, and if I remember correctly, it was a red portal where like all the other yes. portals in the game were blue, but the one yes. to the cow yeah. level was red. Um
0: I do remember this, yes.
2: So fast forward a little bit, uh Blizzard was getting ready, had a really low, hard time getting Diablo three out the door. And they were finally re- unveiling their latest redesign at E three one year, and I for- I forget the year. Um, and they showed off the screenshots and how you know amazing their new engine was going to be, and all the the visuals. And people were mad. I don't know if you guys remember this, but people were pissed. Do you guys remember why? Yeah, because no. it was it was too colorful. It wasn't all brown. Yep. Yep, they were mad because it was too colorful. And
0: oh, as, right, yeah. as
2: retaliation, I guess, uh, the next year, the Diablo 3 development team printed up t-shirts
0: where they had the Diablo 3, the words I... Diablo 3. Go ahead. No, Jim just posted a picture in our show notes and I was like, yes, I remember this too.
1: Yeah. But anyway. I, think, I think it was called Whimsyshire.
2: Yes, yes. We're we're getting we're getting to Whimsyshire. So so they printed up a t-shirt that was sky blue, and on the shirt was two clouds, uh, with little smiley faces and a rainbow. And then yeah, it was it was uh the, the Diablo 3 logo, because they were making fun of and it had like happy little unicorns and a happy sunshine face. And so people This was like making fun of the fans or or having some fun with the fans about this idea that Diablo Three was too colorful. They made it like a Care Bear, uh, Care Bears thing or something. I don't know. Um, so like that was that was you know the, the E3 reveal. Then a year later, they did these shirts, and then in the game, if you collected like super rare item drops from the end game content. And you got all five of them, I think it was, there was a way you could open a portal to a new area called Whimsy Shire. Uh, did you ever, either of you guys play Whimsy Shire? No, I never
1: made it that far.
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah.
1: So now, could, you, could you buy the items that you needed for it on the auction? No,
2: house? no. Uh, well, I don't mean I don't think so on the auction house. I don't remember the timing of it.
1: It's just the dig like the other thing that pissed people off about Diablo.
2: Oh yes. Well, the Auction House died a, a pretty quick very, death. I mean, it was it only was very around early from, when it died, yeah. Yeah. Uh, about a year I think it was before they killed it, but um but yeah, so so Hunter, maybe you can give a stab at describing whimsy Shire to folks who uh, I'll just point out if you haven't played Diablo 3, it's this deep, gothic, dark, angry like the world is ending because evil is overwhelming us. And the last bastion of hope is your character, you know, fighting against the darkness. So set the stage there.
0: Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically, if you want to talk about whimsy, Shire, it's basically Diablo and care bears had a kid. (laughs) And, and so it's this, it's this like happy, like pretty place there's rainbows and unicorns and clouds of smiley faces and then you're fighting these like these things and then you like you kill something and it explodes in like a gore of blood and you're just like so so it's like it's like it's like it's like a pretty nightmare <laughs>
1: the, the thing that i the thing yeah. that i find amazing about it is the dude that you talk to that portals you in there is one of the cows from the secret cow Lemons. yes like a yes. glowing yeah, ghost there you cow go.
2: There you go. Yeah. yep yeah, absolutely. And and like either are little presents and cakes that are taking the place of the chests and the loot rewards in here. Um, my favorite part though has to be the mini map because instead of just a, like a basic wireframe, it's a rainbow background and the areas you can go are clouds. So it's just this like carrying this theme to the nth degree and it's super bright and shiny and just Completely over the top. So I, I one of my favorite uh, Easter eggs, obviously, um, the the two Diablo ones. So um.
1: honestly, I would play an entire game that's like this. If it, if it was like the dungeon keeper attitude where it's like you are evil and that's your job is to, to mm-hmm. go into, into like unicorn happy land and just mass murder.
2: Right, right. You're the evil plague on the land that they, right. they failed to stop. Um, absolutely. That would be, that would be an interesting one for sure to build a game around. I think that you could do it. All right. Shall we move on to, uh, Doom 2?
0: Yeah. Um, I, I was actually surprised to see this one. I did not realize that this was a thing. Uh, but apparently it is a thing. And I I mean, honestly, I I think it's a, it, it makes sense and it goes and it fits. So... Um, there is a way in which you can, um, how did, how do they put it? You, you essentially have to do it by using the eyed clip cheat code. And then you go behind the final boss's face. Um, and you'll find John Romero's head on a pike.
2: <laughs> and, and the best part is if you shoot him in the face, you win the game. Right. So you don't have to even fight the final boss. You just win by by shooting John Romero. Which, if any of you played Dead Katana, maybe would feel really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the more interesting ones. Um, Gears of War 2 has a bunch... The Gear, whole Gears of War series has some fun Easter eggs, but probably one of my favorites is... Uh, in, in a mission, uh, Rolling Thunder, there's cowboy hats, a couple cowboy hats through the level. So if you shoot them all... Um, all of your team is suddenly wearing cowboy hats. But it doesn't end there because when you get to uh later in the mission the giant spider crab thing that comes out uh yells "Yeehaw!" and he's wearing a cowboy hat, which, you know, for my money, killing giant spider crab things that yell yeehaw you know it just doesn't get any better than that
0: can i get a yeehaw
2: yeehaw there you go all right so uh, uh jim are you uh are you ready for this next one
1: i'm, I'm about like to unleash the force <laughs> yeah so then uh force unleashed jar jar binks frozen in a carbonite slab because why not The most universally reviled character in (laughs) all of Star Wars. Like, they had to put him in, and boy, the way they did it was great.
2: I I think, you know, this is, like, the very definition of fan service, isn't it? Just giving the fans what they want. Yeah,
1: but the... Okay, so the best Star Wars thing is whenever you play Battlefront Two, not the new one, but the old one, then you can set up custom missions. So we made one that was just... An army of Gungans and we were playing Imperials, just like
0: yeah, splattering so it was Gungans, like, it was like Gungan hunt or something like that. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was like it was Gungan Extinction Simulator.
2: Oh no! Uh... Yeah, yes, it's not. I, it's...
1: I think that's all. We, I I think Jar Jar is a unifying force that everyone can agree to hate. So, uh
2: huh. I I Agrees really unity to the force. Yeah, well, I really like the fan theory that Jar Jar is actually a secret that's Sith. I don't know if don't, you've seen this. Uh, it's, uh, I think, started as well, a yeah. video. Yeah, it was like he was the puppet
1: master pulling the strings behind the whole shit all along.
2: Mm-hmm. Because he ends up as a senator to the Galactic Senate. I mean... Uh, and you know, he's he, the one that voted
1: Palpatine to be the Emperor, so... Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. so there, there's some... God, I really want them to retcon that into uh, reality because that would, like, you know, just make the original trilogy, or yeah, the the well, the prequel trilogy, I guess I should say. Um, yeah, what are the odds
1: that Favreau will bring <laughs> Jar back? Oh, like season three of The Mandalorian, that they have like some kind of like teaser trailer where you just hear like. Misa.
2: (laughs) Well, even better would be him wearing like the dark uh, emperor cloak or something, you know, and then it and then it reveals that it's actually Jar Jar in the
1: uh, yeah in there. Oh, it's basically the emperor's chair, and Mm -hmm. and it turns, you know, like because it rotates (laughs) and it just turns and it's like you just
0: see his glowing eyes sticking on top of yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He just now we're talking. It's, yeah,
0: it's, it's like a, it's like a Luke Skywalker reveal just the slow pull of the hood back <laughs> uh,
2: so the question would be what color lightsaber would Jar Jar have I guess
0: be like a shit brown I don't know like a. <laughs> oh no
2: I have to invent a whole new kyber crystal just for for Jar Jar no it could be like a
1: rainbow lightsaber that it's just like They're striped, just like ro- a candy ro- cane
0: rotates through the colors just oh like, yeah no.
1: Yeah, but striped like a candy cane. You know, there's uh, like all-day sucker things, and, the, and it's a uh, rainbow, like a tie-dye thing. It would be like a tie-dye lightsaber. There it is. And it plays reggae music when he turns it on because it's a tie-dye lightsaber.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, then, and then that would fit with look- Lucas's absurdity of like how he made that character. So,
1: Yep. Yeah. Someday we have to talk about L- George Lucas and ostriches because there's so many ostriches in Star Wars yeah it's, it's it is crazy. weird
0: there, there's a lot of like weird creatures that oddly like represent the shape or like the function of an ostrich for sure i think oh. he played a lot of joust
2: <laughs> maybe there's uh that. this is going to be a random aside but i think we've got we've got time do we have time yeah 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 uh so one of my favorite favorite stories about george lucas is when they were in the pitch meeting, the development meeting for the Force Unleashed, they wanted Starkiller, Darth Vader's apprentice in the game, to have a Darth name, right? We've um, got Darth Vader, Darth Sidious, you know, all these great uh, malevolent names. And they asked George to, you know, give them uh, a name and there were, you know, they he was thinking about it for a minute. He goes, uh, Darth Icky, and everybody just sat there at the table waiting for him to like say just kidding or whatever. But they waited for like a minute and then the meeting just went on. And that's why, uh, the character in Force Unleashed is referred to as Star killer because they refused to name him darthky.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. George Lucas is an interesting man and I'm I'm super thankful for like him giving us star wars but my goodness. Um
1: <laughs> well maybe he was in agreement with Harrison Ford like I just want it to die.
0: Maybe maybe by that
2: point he was he was over it and this is after you know the the prequel trilogy when he was just getting you know lambasted by fans constantly and stuff so he probably was yeah I don't, uh, pretty I don't jaded
0: think, i don't think he deserved the lambasting that he got though to be honest with you like i mean there's one thing about like not liking something there's another thing being like blaming him for the entire destruction of your childhood or some bullshit like that it's just like what well, i
2: i think geez. you know if you read the the book um i can't remember the name of it now but it's like the making of star wars and it went into what George Lucas went through to bring the original trilogy to this big screen, right? And how hard they had to work. Um, ideas that they that he had that they couldn't make happen because of the technical limitations of special effects at the time, right? Everything was practical. Everything had to be built as a model or or created somehow. And that forced him to edit and that forced him to make compromises and that forced him to really like boil down what he was trying to do to its essence so that he could figure out a way to make it work.
1: Yeah, and and right. the product of trimming all that fat out of it, got rid of all the bullshit that would have made it a terrible movie and actually whittled it down into the perfection that it
2: was. Yeah. Yeah, and you and the what happened with the original with the prequel trilogies was cgi you can make anything happen so there was no editing there was no filter there was no process to winnow down these really crazy interesting wild ideas to a more cohesive whole you just said i want a goofy you know reggae guy with big ears make it happen
0: give me give me give me an ostrich yeah
2: (laughs) yeah So I I think, you know, in some sense, I I don't even uh, I I can I can see objectively how somebody could fall into that uh, complacency or that trap maybe of, um, you know, building something. And it's funny because, like, I remember being a kid when uh, Return of the Jedi came out and people were mad that the, the Ewoks were. So cutesy, right? Because it seems so blatantly an attempt to sell toys to shoulder it.
0: Yeah. And then you realize that they're like, you know, carnivores. And eat
1: yeah, they're face. cannibal little. Yeah, it's like they had them on a stick. They were going to eat them roasted over a fire.
2: Well, you know, they're probably pretty tasty. I mean, well, yeah, but but the thing.
1: No, I don't. I, I mean, not the Ewoks eaten. I mean, the Ewoks were going to eat the heroes.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I know. I know.
1: But any, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, it and it's weird. Like they they brought out the porgs, right in the in the new stuff. But then they had Chewbacca sitting there, like eating a roasted one in front of the other ones, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like that was the only cool dark thing
2: in that movie. Oh uh, wow, well, yeah, I, I, I let me put it this way: my in my universe that I choose to live in, right? Because we can all have subjective reality now. Um. I live in the world where there are three Star Wars movies. So, yeah,
0: yeah, Caravan of Courage, uh, the Star Wars Christmas special, and the <laughs> you're a monster because <laughs> there are right. there are there are three Star Wars films that uh, don't technically exist anymore, and so those are the three the two the two equi- the two Ewok ones, and then the Christmas special, right? No. yeah, but, they're,
1: but they're, without the Christmas special, you have no Boba Fett, which means that you have no Mandalorian,
0: Boba Fett. Hmm. Boba Fett, where? Ah.
2: Well, speaking of uh random characters showing up unexpectedly, um in Mario Garf, Golf, uh, a <laughs> golf, a Mario Golf don't still tour. Goofy over here, oh, yeah, sure. a little bit. <laughs> um, if you hit your ball into some of the flowers scattered around the golf course. Uh, it would make the little Pikmin pop out, which was kind of a cute little little uh, cameo for the Pikmin. But it actually was super hard to get your ball out of the stupid flowers. So maybe not maybe not the thing to do when you're playing competitively, but kind of a fun little moment uh, for the Nintendo fans, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. So are either of you guys Assassin's Creed fans?
0: Uh, in In theory.
2: In theory.
0: Well I mean like I, I I enjoy what Assassin's Creed is but I don't I have and I own a lot of them. I've never really played through one of them. Mm. That's the So in theory, yes. I well, own the original, games but not yeah. <clears throat> in
2: Yeah, the original uh, Assassin's Creed games, the main protagonist was a guy called Altair. And uh, there was a another character who uh we all know and love, I think, these days. Uh, Geralt from The Witcher. Uh, and in The Witcher 2, toss a coin. at one point... What's that? Toss a coin. Yeah, yeah. Toss a coin to your Witcher. Um, so in Geralt's second game, uh, Assassin of Kings, you, there's a, a point at which you can uh, find a guy in a white robe who missed a haystack and landed headfirst on the floor and broke his neck.
0: Um, That's actually actually funny.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's actually kind of a funny uh, little tongue-in-cheek reference to Assassin's Creed's Altair uh, doing the leap of faith, as they call it, where you jump down into the haystack. Um, So yeah, I I thought that one was pretty clever. Um, So all right, so we're going to end on a Star Wars note here, guys. Uh, I wonder
1: if there is a conspiracy theory about like, Whenever you see like, oh, hey, there's going to be like some kind of government thing going on. But then we find out like, hey, there's suspicious haystacks that have appeared around.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the the people in the Assassin's Creed world starting to wonder, why are all these haystacks around here? That doesn't seem right. Yeah, it's like right outside the king's window. They've put a, a wagon with a haystack in it. Hmm. Uh, that's actually that would actually be a great YouTube like uh, machinima series. Is uh, kind of like the the stormtroopers in Mandalorian just talking smack on on things. Like having uh, a couple of the guards in the video game going, "Hmm, you know, every time somebody gets killed, we find one of these haystacks. Maybe we should do something yeah. about them." Did Did you see the? Um...
1: It was a fan-made thing, but they used footage from Mandalorian. But it's the it's the two scout biker guys that are having the conversation about how maybe they're just in a simulation.
2: <laughs> no, no, I missed that. Yeah,
1: it's like, he's like, yeah, see that can over there? Try to shoot it. He's like, no, I can hit that. He's like, try. <laughs> and the guy misses it like 10 times. And he's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Like, that's what I'm telling you, man. Like, maybe we're the bad guys.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. So, so that brings up two, two pretty spectacular uh, memes, I guess. One being uh, the Stormtrooper uh, in season two of The Mandalorian, when um, Big Bad Guy uh, tells them to put the Baby Yoda in Grogu. I refuse to say that name. Baby Yoda in, in. Uh, shackles, and this—it's like the stormtrooper theme himself. The wait a minute! This
0: thing in the world. Well, yeah, but the, the, you know, yeah, they have they, this. Do, great do they key. just keep baby shackles around? <laughs>
2: like- well, exactly. That was the meme. it's like the stormtrooper going, wait, putting the baby in shackles. Why do we have baby shackles? Are we the bad guys? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but oh god, yeah. There's there's uh there's definitely some some fodder there, but. Uh um I wanna I wanna finish up with this one because I it, it's from the Force Unleashed 2 and uh I I want one of you guys to to walk us yeah. through this
0: one. So so imagine if you will that there is a dual wielding lightsaber human male who lived uh, during the reign of the Galactic Empire before the Battle of Yavin, right? I. Uh, he's got blonde hair, fair skin. You know, he wore black armor and black boots. And uh, maybe, maybe if you take a double take, he might look familiar to you. It's actually Guybrush from Monkey Island. What the hell? <laughs> So yeah. so yeah there's a, there's an Easter egg in the Force Unleashed 2 that lets you play as Guybrush uh 3P killer um instead of Star Killer so
1: yeah So it would have been interesting if like all the combat with the bosses could have been resolved through insult battles
0: Yes,
2: yes. Oh, uh, yeah, Guybrush Threepwood, uh the Monkey Island series, uh definitely one of the the highlights of uh the LucasArts games. Uh So it's nice they gave him a little bit of love there, but uh certainly not the first character you would think of bringing to Star Wars.
0: No. And that's really cool, man. I I I do love the idea of like alternate endings or um You know, Easter eggs and stuff like that in games, especially when it's like game developers of other other well-known games, too. Um, I think I think like Blizzard kind of like didn't even just Easter egg it anymore. They made a game with all of their characters in it and called it um, our Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just like And then they, Nintendo
1: they, with Smash Brothers. It's like Well wait. the
0: thing the thing with Smash Brothers is is they've even gone beyond Nintendo and they've cut deals with like other other uh companies and stuff like that because I mean they yeah. got they got Cloud and Sephiroth in there now, which is kinda like Yeah, it's oh, like wow, Master Chief right. When. Yeah, no kidding. Master Chief When, like what is is Crash Bandicoot in there yet? If not, when like
1: Yeah. Know. Well what I like is whenever the the Easter egg becomes the game and you end up with Far Cry Blood Dragon. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, cuz that game is yep. just one giant Easter egg.
2: Mhm. Well, did you So here's the best part about that is did you see that they took the Trials game and made yeah, that and they had all the Blood Dragon. Trials of the Blood Dragon, which had all the voiceover done uh by the same same actor and just spectacular uh you know, yeah. the, the commitment to the joke there is is admirable, if nothing else.
0: Well, as as lovers of games and as we explore the games, Easter eggs and alternate endings and secret endings are going to definitely be something that we will be on the lookout for, and we will actually you know we'll cover when we find. These kinds of little things like this—they're—they're they're always fun to see when a developer puts in something silly like this. Easter eggs can be a little bit harder, especially when there's like you know something like cow levels involved, where you actually have to do a certain combination <laughs> to actually unlock this "quote unquote" Easter egg. Um, but there, these things do exist in there, and they can be a lot of fun and add little bits of entertainment to the game. Um, I
1: find it amazing whenever you see like an article pops up on some gaming site like gamers just discovered this 40 year old Easter egg nobody's found and embedded in this game and it's like really we've been that long and we hadn't found it
0: And a lot of times it turns out to be something minor or like a nothing berry or like a like a half or a half thing so like um, there was one with Mortal Kombat recently and I'm pretty sure it was Mortal Kombat where it turned or maybe a street fighter I think it was one of the two where you could actually, if you did, if you beat the game at a certain to a certain point, you could come back in and play as like another character. But it was like a developer mode thing. It wasn't really meant to be an actual like Easter egg or like cheat or anything like that. Um, it, it was like a developer type thing or whatever it was. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, just little things like that that people unlock over time. And the only and the only way that a lot of times that these old Easter eggs like that are ended up being unlocked is when people have like dumped the game and then they pour over it. Like you know, they dump the ROM, yeah. You know, and they like have to sift through it and find the information that they need. It's usually usually not by like some accident. Some person just like randomly does it.
2: But like well, we had an in- we had an interesting one just recently with uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I don't know if you guys saw this, but there's like this super duper powerful bow in the game that is just lying in the rocks at a certain point on the map. And somebody found it and people are like, what the hell is this? This thing is awesome. Like this shouldn't just be lying on the ground. And the developers are like, oh yeah, that's a real item, but it shouldn't, you know, we we it shouldn't just be there. And it turns out that it was supposed to be this super complicated Easter egg that you had to go through with like getting one of the super duper special items in the game that takes a bunch of work, and then you have to go to a certain spot at a certain time of day and use it in a certain way, and then you would get the bow. So it's like they they screwed up their own reveal of <laughs> of this Easter egg by somehow leaving it lying there uh, unintentionally. So,
0: hmm. yeah, that's nuts.
1: Well, yeah, I just. I just want to find the the uh, Rangers bow from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon in some game sometime. Hmm. But I I do I can't remember what game it was, but they actually had a Dungeons and Dragons cartoon Easter egg in it because you met like a party of people and it was the kids from the. Oh, I can't remember what game it was, but it was funny.
0: Well, there was a, there was a moment in like the, uh, the left for dead series where you're playing through left for dead two and you meet the characters from left 4 dead one. That was kind of a funny moment, but anyway, that, uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode. We, uh, we are sure glad you guys stuck around. Um, as we mentioned in our last episode, we have moved back to discord for our community engagement. So head on over there running a little giveaway, so come on by for a chance to win a $25 gift card to Amazon. Uh, Details are on our Discord, and we will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next time.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, if they fast-forward through the five minutes of silence, they'll get to the true ending
0: of the show. (laughs) Yes. Turns out we're all wizards. Who knew? All right. (laughs)